Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Plainsman Podcast. We are going to do an SEC West preview this episode. We will also be uh, giving our college football playoff predictions, and the Plainsman picks are back for another year. So uh, we're going to do this one just like we did the East earlier in the week. We're going to just start at the top and go right down. So let's just jump into it. We'll start with Alabama. Marcus, what uh, what have you got predicted for Alabama this year? Well, I think that um, even though I believe that Saban will turn things around from last season, uh, I do question the quarterback position. I think that um, between the three guys that they have, I don't know that um, – the optimism of some fans at Alabama think that maybe all three are really good, and so Saban's having a hard time picking. I don't really believe that. I think that Jalen Milro brings speed and quickness to the quarterback position, and the other two may not, but I don't know how accurate he is, and I don't know that he can throw the football as well as need be. So... It'll be interesting to see it play out. That hasn't been a problem for Alabama in a long, long time, uh, the quarterback position. But with that being said, a lot of people have put Bama away, and that's a dumb thing to do. Yep, They've been doing this a long time, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they won it all this year. But I don't think they will, with that being said. uh. I don't think they win the SEC West, but I do think they beat LSU. So, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Even if they do run the table and win every game, I'm still excited to see how they do that. Yeah. So we'll see. So what what do you have their record at? Uh, I have them at nine and three. I think I was leaning towards the same thing, honestly. But but the kicker is is they beat LSU there. So Well, they I, get LSU at home. Mm-hmm. That's a huge advantage for them. They yeah, get Tennessee. Texas at home. And Tennessee at home. And Tennessee at home. Cool. I'm glad you brought that one game up. Yeah, me too. Let's just go ahead and talk about it then. Yeah. Texas week two. Yeah. I mean, even though it's at Alabama, Texas is going to come in hungry. Texas knows what they've got, and Alabama don't at this point. Like, as we sit here right now, Alabama don't know who their quarterback is. Texas knows. And before last year, I don't know that Texas thought they can compete with Alabama, but after last year, they know they they know they can. They competed with them at Texas. They did. I'm talking about going into that game. I don't know if Texas thought they could win that. You just thought they were just outmatched. Yeah. Yeah. Or they thought they were outmatched. Well, I mean, big bad Alabama's coming to town. Yeah. But I think after playing them, and be, and hanging with them until you know uh, Ewers got hurt. I just think that coming into to this season, I just think that um, I just think they think they can win, and it'll be interesting. I almost, obviously, I'm just I'm just nobody, but if I was somebody, I would challenge Alabama fans because when Texas comes into town. Alabama is one of those teams, in my opinion, that other teams look at as their crowd could be so much more than it is, but I don't think they bring energy like they should. And it being a night game with Texas coming in at 6 o'clock kickoff, Alabama should be rocking that night. 
And I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. That's what I was talking about just a minute ago. I'm really excited to see if Alabama brings it that night. It'll be fun. I'm like one of my top games that I'm looking forward to this year is that game. I have no doubt that Alabama will bring it. They are hyped. They are ready to get this season kicked off. Nobody cares about Middle Tennessee State next week. No. They're waiting on Texas to come into town, and they're going to get – I mean, it'll be a supreme atmosphere. Like, I can't wait to watch that game. I know. And Me I can't too. stand it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even for the fact that there's a chance of an upset there. I just – I can't wait for it. Like, that is the college atmosphere. Yeah. And I honestly, I have Alabama winning that game um, just because it's at home. I think if it was at Texas at night, it probably goes the other way. Yeah. But I have Alabama winning that. We'll see. Um, I do have them losing at Texas A&M. I think I did too. And I think I have that as their only loss. I thought you said nine and three. I said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, There's a possibility at the very, very end of the season, they have to get travel to a place that we know and love. And I'm not calling for an upset. I'm just saying there's a possibility. We'll just have to see where we are in, exactly. in November. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. then we'll, Y'all just stay tuned for that conversation. Jordan here in, in November is a difference. It, it really is. I mean, we saw it last year. We were a terrible team, and Cadillac put three and put six that team in, and dude, that atmosphere was elite. Yep. So you can't tell me there's not a home field advantage. And the thing about that, that was another three and six team we were playing. That wasn't like, you know, yeah. number one coming to town. Yeah. That was two, three, and six teams, and that was the loudest place in the country that week. So I have Bama with a couple of question marks, and LSU's one of them too, but they get LSU at home as well. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to be playing with their hair on fire after losing last year yeah. the way they did. I don't – I feel bad for LSU in that Same one. Same thing for Tennessee. Yeah. I mean – I feel bad for both yeah. those teams. They have targets on their back this year by Bama. For yeah. sure. Um, but, you know – just different. I feel like the uh, just because you beat Bama one year doesn't mean that they're gonna, you know, don't Knowledge dog stop you. I mean, yeah. because with a question mark at quarterback, it's the one position that if you're solid there, you don't have to worry about certain factors of a football game. And with that not being solidified right now, it's just like you never know. You never know. So the thing about the quarterback position at Alabama right now. They have the transfer from Notre Dame. Yep. Their new offensive coordinator also came from Notre Dame. They came together. So, you know, you've got that little bit of familiarity anyway. Even if he's not familiar with the whole offensive team, he's familiar with the offense. Um, I honestly believe that's the guy that starts, the Notre Dame transfer. Over Milrow? Yep. Who do you think starts? I was leaning towards Milrow. I think Milrow starts. And he may. I wouldn't be shocked. Saban I think they're both going to play either way. Yeah, I It doesn't matter. That. I think uh, Saban has come out and said, it's my decision. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care. I'll listen to people, but it's my decision. Yeah. Um, that also, I mean, I think that takes some pressure off of the new offensive coordinator who hadn't even been there for a whole year. Yeah. What's his name? Tommy something. I'm not. Not a clue. Not sure. Mr. Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> here's what I will say. I have, I have been the guy who said, this is the year of Bama struggles. I will not be that guy again until Saban either proves he can't do it anymore or retires. I will never say this is the year that Bama struggles. I have Bama going 11-1. and And losing two? I have them going 8-0 in the conference. Ooh, what? Okay, so losing to Texas. 
got them losing week two to Texas. I just don't think that Alabama's going to know who they are by then. And I think that Texas knowing is going to be an advantage. I agree with I that. I think Texas beats them week two, and they, they get a turnaround. And I I just think that they run the table after that. Um, and honestly, like, if you look at it, that's how you. That's when you want your loss to come. That's true. You don't want it at the end of the season. You want it early. That's get it exactly out of the way right. and done with. Yeah. And that's how they've done it in the past. You get that loss early, and the rest of the season, everybody forgets about that loss. Yeah. Now, Brett, you brought up a great point. That Iron Bowl is never, ever a gimme. I mean, two years ago when when we were at Jordan-Hare, you know, we had Bryce Young and Alabama beat, you know, until a minute and nine seconds left. So, and that was a horrible Auburn team. And I don't think this team is going to be that bad. If we are, we're in for a long year. I would honestly say, like, if the Iron Bowl was at Tuscaloosa this year, I would it, say Alabama we gets trouble. it, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. But just the fact that it's away at Jordan-Hare. It just puts the if in there at yeah. least, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I agree. But I do think Bama goes 11-1, and one, wins the West. So, let's move on to Arkansas. Now, I think Arkansas is the biggest wild card in the West. I think that they are much like uh, Kentucky in the East that we talked about earlier. I just think that I think Arkansas could either do really good or really bad. And I don't think there's going to be any in between. Um, I have them going 9-3. and three. I have them losing at LSU, at Bama, at Florida. That's that's their three losses. Now, the problem with that is five and three in the East gets you third place. So nine and three is a good year. You're not going to Atlanta on that. Not good enough. I had the same three losses. Uh, nine and three as well. You count them nine and three. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think the Pittman train is running out of gas. Wow. I like Sam Pittman. I know we just signed an extension, but. I just don't think he can sustain what he's got at, at Arkansas right now. Now, KJ Jefferson coming back is huge. Yep. Having experience there, he, he'll probably win you some football games. I'm not going to lie. But I think, I really do think eight games for them is a good year. I think that they got a tough schedule. I mean, I don't think they beat both, both Mississippi teams. Um, I think Auburn's going to be. For some reason, it feels like Auburn's already, always a, a tough game for Arkansas to win. And then A&M, they just can't beat A&M uh, for whatever reason. Um, they'll play good and then just get killed in Jerry's world uh, in the second half. So, I don't know. I think BYU's a tricky game, uh, third game of the year. And we'll see. Uh, they do have Florida <clears throat> Florida out of the east as well. And then they'll they'll kill Missouri. But uh, I have Arkansas going six and six. Okay. So, so I think I think six and six, nine and threes, they're probably their ceiling. Yeah, floor ceiling there. Yeah. I, again, you know, we talked about in the last episode with South Carolina, like the difference in ten and two and six and six. I wouldn't be shocked by either one. Same here with Arkansas. Yep. You know, I mean, I think if they get ten wins, I would be surprised by that. But, um, all right. So let's talk about Auburn. <laughs> we can, uh, huh? May have heard of them. <laughs> um, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time, but I do want to hit some of the, you know, some of the big points. First year head coach Hugh Freeze, um, he's been recruiting his tail off since he got here. I mean, since day one when the plane landed, he's been recruiting. The problem with that is those recruits ain't here yet. 
So we have to be patient with that and realize that he is taking over a roster that was not very good last year. Um, he did some work in the transfer portal. He attacked some of the needs, the offensive line, wide receiver room. Um, I think the running backs are going to be great this year. I really do. I mean, three of them I think are going to be great. Um, wide receiver is still a question mark. Quarterback, you know, I think Peyton Thorne has potential. I just don't know. I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I mean, do y'all think it's going to be what we saw at Ole Miss with like the Bo Wallaces, and yes. or do you think it's going to be what we saw at Liberty with Malik Willis? I th- uh, in in between. Okay. I think Ole Miss will probably be a little bit closer to what we see with Peyton Thorne, but I wouldn't be surprised if we have some what I would call Robbie packages to to mirror Malik okay. at Liberty. I agree. Okay, but I like um, that. I just I I don't know the thing about. Brother Hugh, as we'll call him, yeah, um, is he's done everything right since he's been hired. I agree with that. He has said everything right. He has done everything right, and I think he has this team ready, excited, and ready to play. But there is a problem. You can do everything right. You can say everything right. But if you don't win football games, it does not matter because we don't care about you, you know, saying the right things if you go six and six three years in a row. And I don't think you will. I'm just saying. You you gotta win football games. He knows that. It's not it's not a secret. But he's excited. I think he's happy where he's at. I think he's here to build at Auburn and I'm excited. I really am. I don't know that I've been this excited. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited just for an era of yeah. So I think one interesting game on our schedule is the second week at Cal. I yeah. think it well, I don't think that Cal is great. I don't think that it's going to be like a rowdy atmosphere, nothing like that. I just think it's going to be a good measuring stick early in the year. You know, we talked about it with Penn State last year. You know, we'll know after that Penn State game what we have, and unfortunately, we did know exactly what we had. Um, sure I think this, that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this game is going to be much like that, where we just we know what we've got when that game is over. Because um, you got UMass this week, who's already played a game. They won yesterday. Then you get at Cal. It's going to mess up everything. Your schedule, you're two hours behind. Like, how are you going to handle that? Then you get Sanford, then it's at A&M. Like, then the grind starts, you know. Yeah. I expect to be 3-0 and going into A&M. I do. I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. I expect to be 4-0 going into Georgia. Mm. After that, it could get it could get sloppy for a little while because you get Georgia, bye week, at LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Those are four games that, well, two games I expect to lose and two could be toss-ups. So, you know, I mean, back half of the schedule is not as bad until the Iron Bowl. You get Vandy at Arkansas New Mexico State. So, it's manageable. But I, I think what you were saying a while ago about Hugh saying all the right things, he has done a great job of not overhyping this team. Oh, yeah, I know. He's done such a good job of saying, hey, guys, we've got a long way to go. This is not where we want to be. And, you know, as as fans, we have to understand that this this is not Hugh's team yet. And, and so, you know, I, I think that, okay, so I've got them eight and four, and I would be tickled with eight and four. I really would. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think anything north of eight and four is oh, it's a bonus. Uh, a lot 
further than expected. Yeah, way ahead of schedule. But I'll say this too, though. Auburn's got talent on the football team, and he went to the portal and brought in a lot of talent. Yeah. So it's not like we're a bunch of scrubs. This is not the same rebuild that you're used to in the early 2000s. This is flip it, let's go. Like, I think we could all agree the last couple of years have been coaching. A big part of our problem has been coaching. Um, a lot, and some of it was scheme and and offensive line was just awful. But I do think and I do believe that Hugh Freeze knows what to do with running backs, and we've got those running backs. So it opens the pass game when you can run the football. And I think we're going to run the football a lot. So, so I don't know if this is just me trying to manage my expectations, or I don't know, just being realistic, maybe. I have them at more of a six and six, seven and five, maybe. I think, uh, let's see, lose Texas A&M, lose Georgia, lose LSU. We will split between Ole Miss, Mississippi State, probably lose at Arkansas, lose at Alabama. Not at Alabama, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, lose against Alabama. I think that. But like I said, easily happen. Like I said before, Iron Bowl's toss up. Mississippi's could, could very well, yeah. We win or lose both Mississippi games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if Split we're looking Georgia at, and LSU, you, you yeah. just, I don't know. I do think that I don't. I hate doing this the early game, but like I think A and M is a huge switch game. Like if you start four and O going into Georgia, how much different? Yeah, does or, that game feel versus being three and one? And it's at. Texas A&M is the biggest thing. Yeah, and but a, we've owned that place since they've come to the conference. I mean, they've beat us once there, and it was uh, Bozier. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's still a hostile atmosphere. You're not going to cakewalk through that. The other thing is Jimbo and and A and M doesn't have a test until us. They play Miami uh, week two. I, I don't think A and M's going to be good. Well, there I said it. <laughs> I mean, I, I disagree. I think A and M. I mean, if we want to go straight to A&M from here, we can. I mean, we can. I mean, they're at the bottom, and I don't want to wait to yeah, get this right. off my chest. I mean, I, I just disagree with you in the sense that A&M hasn't lost seven games in a row since 1972, and they did it last year. So before last year, they hadn't lost seven games in a row, and we were the reason for that. Mm-hmm. And Jimbo is on the hot seat. He knows that. I don't care about the payout. People in Texas. He don't either. People in Texas will pay it. I don't know. He knows he can't have a bad year. His coaching career, as it is, is on the line. He's got talent. He's had recruiting um, classes in the top 10 for, for years now. Yeah, He's, but how many of them are still there? Well, I, well, that's true. But with, the, the transfer portal's been a revolving door. I, I understand. I'm just saying. If there was a year where it's like now or never, it's this year, and I think Jimbo does it. I I think something crazy happens. I don't. I think Jimbo is is just sleepwalking through the rest of his contract. I don't think he gives a crap about this year. If they fire him, so what? He's never got to work another day. I just think he's at that age now. If he does get fired, he's done. I don't think he coaches anywhere else. I don't think he cares if he coaches anywhere else. I just think that this year is the breaking point. I think they are terrible this year. I, I mean. <laughs> I think you're overlooking these guys' egos. Maybe. 
I mean, they're they're gonna they care. He cares. Mm, well, last year showed he didn't care much. He well, didn't he didn't care at the end of the year. I can tell you that. A and M. This has been something since Jimbo's been at A and M. They haven't yet had a quarterback that was just great. So do they this year? Um, honestly, don't. I don't know. Well, see, they've got like two quarterbacks that yeah they haven't decided on yet. It, I don't know. I just don't understand why Jimbo can't get a good quarterback. He had him in Jameis at Florida State, and it just – I don't know why, but ever since he's been at A&M, he hasn't had a great quarterback. He had Kellen Mond, and he is trash. <laughs> like – Marcus was looking for a nice way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was it. <laughs> I mean, he just – he wasn't very good. Like, he had, he was like kind of Spencer Rattler a little bit. A little up and down, up and down. Yeah. But Mond was never expected to be a husband. But, like, I don't understand why Jimbo can't get a superior quarterback. But he can't. I just think this is the year College Station burns. I've got him three and nine. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, and eight in conference. Oh, and <laughs> you wild. You, sm- you smoking that Zaza. <laughs> three and nine, oh, and eight in conference. We got them losing to Miami. Oh, we know. <laughs> Yo, we can, Every we can figure that out from here. Oh, Mason? Dead last in the West. Marcus, they weren't far from it last year. I understand. No, I get that. I like, get that. that's the thing. It's not like they're going from a they top had five injuries, team. Though. It, like, look, you have to understand that. It's not excuses. It's just like, it's what happened. They had a lot of injuries last year on both sides of the football. When you don't have top-tier guys in the SEC for whatever reason, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that he didn't lose his locker room last year. But to think that – I think that's where my feeling about this season is coming from. Well, to think that they're going to turn around this year and just lay down before the season ever starts and go – Well, I don't don't think that. I think losing to Miami is going to be the one, though. Like, Like, you did that last year. You lost those last seven. Now they I mean, got a, my they got said 0 and 8. Two layups. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. New Mexico and, and uh, ULM. I'll give them those two. Oh, my God. I've never – I don't know that I've ever been more shocked. <laughs> I told a you. statement. Right, so, what do you have them go with, Marcus? Because you want me to tell you what I've got? <laughs> we probably got them the same. Yeah, go ahead. Is yours flop? Because I've got it 9 and 3. I got them 9 and 3. <laughs> I got them beating Bama. To to take the number two spot in the West standings, so I so I mean that is that I do is, not have them beating Bama. I have them losing to Bama, Tennessee, and LSU. Um, I have them losing to. I want to say it was LSU, Tennessee, and us. And I think they beat Bama, and that's why they're the second. I think Bama also went nine and three, so that was why. But um, but yeah, I I don't mean this like I mean because you have your opinion and you might be right and we might be idiots, but it's just you know ball, <laughs> you're better than this. <laughs> Say they're gonna go zero and eight. Vandy's gonna win an SEC game, maybe. <laughs> This You're giving Vandy more of a shot to beat Missouri than than A and M beating anybody on their record on the in the SEC. Yes, 
Yes. Okay. This is Mason's bandy statement of Marcus from last year. Mason's down bad, bad. <laughs> Look, and I'll admit, two percent of this comes from, from comes from Jimbo hate. Okay, I that's going Jimbo. up. Two no. percent? Yeah. Two percent. Ninety eight percent of this, I really believe they're gonna be bad. I really do think they're now if they win two conference games, I'm not shocked. Oh, we're gonna be roasting you by week four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I think this is a terrible year for A&M, and I could see the wheels completely falling off. I, I mean, if – okay, so y'all play on my side for a minute and say this is going the way I say. Does Jimbo make it to the end of the year? Yes. You, you do think so? Yes. Probably depends on, like, how they his buyout drops. <laughs> yeah. No like, you know, there's a certain point where your buyout starts dropping or if you make it this long, it drops. Yeah. Okay. And how much it drops. And how bad is he getting beat? Yeah. Are we in close games or are we getting ran out of our – Yeah. It just – it does depend on that a little bit. But the thing about this, Mason, uh, because I'm going to give it to you straight, this isn't – this isn't a statement where you might be wrong and you just say, it's all right, guys, I was wrong. Yeah. No. This is a bold one. I'll give you that. This is something that you're going to hear about every time they get a W. That's fine. And if we're right, it's every week. (laughs) Like I'm just saying, if, for the listeners, I am sorry. Yeah, you better it's gonna get old. The listeners better hope A and M doesn't do well this year, <laughs> because this is I've never in my life. <laughs> you could say Auburn was going to go zero and eight, and I'd be like, that's probably more probable than A and M. But just, we'll see. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I just I don't know what you see in A and M that makes you think they're going. <laughs> To beat Bama and finish second in the conference. I think they almost I, beat Bama last year, did they not? Yeah, they had a chance. No, they did. I know they lost. Bama's them. losses were LSU and A&M, weren't they? Uh, Tennessee. That's right, that's right. So, no, they, they did beat. Uh, A&M was overtime. Yeah, and, and for and yeah. the guy threw it at the two-yard. Yeah. yeah. But they were there. Yeah. So, that kind of – there's one reason why okay. I, I think <laughs> they – I just think that there's certain games you get up for. Yeah. But well, I just they, think they it's get, hard to imagine them going being that bad two years in a row exactly. with who they have and everything. That, okay. That's kind of why I'm They're bringing in Petrino. Okay, here's, just a, here's another thing. Look at their schedule at Miami, at Alabama. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They get Bama at home. They were at Alabama last year. Auburn's uh, at home. At Bama Tennessee. At, at Tennessee, at LSU. Those are tough. Yeah. That, I mean, that has to factor in a little bit. And And I'm not arguing with you at that point. Like I'm not saying they're not no. going to drop some games. Arkansas's neutral. Yeah, uh, South Carolina's at home. I, I feel like those two are probably their best shots. I'm sorry, but I'm just looking at it and seeing how you said they were three and nine. New Mexico, Miami, Louisiana, Monroe, and I don't even know who the hell is. Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas Central. I mean, I just I don't. I'm at a loss for words. I really don't know how to continue this. You know better. Like, that's the thing. Okay. Well, we're going to continue by going to a different team now. All right. So, I let me wrap I, up. I appreciate Let it. me wrap up with saying, if they did go five and seven, I would not be shocked. If they make a bowl game, I would be stunned. Okay. I would be stunned if stunned. they made a bowl game. What happens when they come in second in the West? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have a statue of Jimbo in my yard, I guess. No, I didn't mean that. You don't. I bet I don't do. Who's next? We can make things happen. (laughs) You want to go that route? All right. So let's go back to LSU. LSU's your defending West Division champs. 
They open with Florida State, who has a lot of hype coming into this year. Oh, dude, that's a huge game. It is a massive game, and that's Sunday. Is that right? Sunday evening? Sunday. Yeah. Um, neutral site in Orlando, Florida. So um, that's, that's going to be a big one for LSU. And then, like we talked about earlier, they got to come to Alabama. They get Florida at home. They go to Mississippi State, to Ole Miss, to Missouri. So their, their road schedule is not bad outside of going to Alabama. That's, that's tough, but, you know, it is what it is. That first game such a tone setter. I mean, you've got, like, Heisman candidate, like, preview in uh, Jordan Travis and Jaden Daniels. It's going to be a really fun game. I expect a lot of offense in that game, but I'll, I'll tip my hat. I'll go ahead and say this because I wasn't expecting it, but Brian Kelly shocked a lot of people last year. Yeah. Having such, you know, coming in from Notre Dame, we all was like, this is the SEC boy, you know. No, he he even his biggest mistake was some act, being someone who he wasn't. Yeah. But when he got past all of that and he started coaching like he knows how to do, they killed it. I mean, they really did well. I think they had an ugly loss last year, though. If I'm not mistaken, I think they lost to. Was it not Florida State? I don't think so. It was uh, somebody they shouldn't have lost to. I feel like it was Florida State. But Brian Kelly is one of those guys that you just can't ever doubt. It took some stones. To go for two, yeah, in overtime against no Bama, and he did it. Didn't even think about it. And Jaden Daniels is a dog; like he's good. And so, yeah. And and there's just something about LSU, man. When they're good, when they're a good team, they're dangerous. They did lose to Florida State. Like they had that missed extra point. They had the missed extra point thing happen where they had scored to tie it with like two seconds left. Missed yeah. extra. Point. So, all right. So, where have you got LSU, Marcus, record wise? I do have them finishing first in the West at ten and two. Okay. So, um I I'm sorry guys. I really wish I would have kept that sheet that I made. I think I had them losing to um I think they do get I do think they lose to Alabama this year. And then I think they probably mess up Ole Miss, Mississippi State, somebody they probably shouldn't. Maybe even Florida. I, d- I just think that they have a good year. I just think that they lose one they probably shouldn't. So you've got them winning the West at 10-2? and two Yes. With two conference losses? Yes. Two conference losses winning the West, just so we're clear. I just think that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. That just sounds like crazy to say. What have you got, Brett? Mm, I, I think they definitely – I think they lose to Alabama. It's at Alabama. Um, I don't know. It, I almost want to say they lose to Florida State first game, and that may be their only two losses of the year. So that would be ten and two. That's exactly what I've got, and that's the same two losses I've got. I've got them finishing seven and one, second in the West behind Alabama because that's their one loss yeah. in the conference. So only two left: the Mississippi schools, uh, Mississippi State, of course, replacing Leach. Uh, Defensive coordinators moved up to head coach. Will Rogers is back, but it's going to be in a new offense. So, you know, who knows what they're going to get from him. They have an interesting non-conference game against Arizona uh, week two. So we've got a Pac-12 slash Big 12 team coming uh, coming to the SEC early. Then uh, LSU at South Carolina at Alabama. That's a tough three-game stretch for them. I think they drop all three of those. Arkansas uh, at Arkansas at Auburn and Kentucky and Ole Miss. That's so I've got them going five and seven, 
one and seven in the SEC. Yeah, I'm about to say. With their one win being at A&M. Because, <laughs> of course, it is. I feel in the game that I was talking about for LSU. I had to go look. Last year? Which one? A&M beat them. Oh. Bad. Yeah, the team they shouldn't have lost to. You're right. 38-23. Yeah. I, I do remember that. Sorry. I was like, no, you're fine. We're on one of the Mississippi teams. Mississippi State. <laughs> Marcus didn't hear a word sorry. you just said. I, was, I, had, I knew they had lost somebody they shouldn't have. I'm sorry. I know that you said that they were going to get beat by uh, they were going to beat A and M. That's their only win, because of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead, Brett. Well, he Brett already went too. I thought so. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I said, said same I, thing. Pretty much the same. I don't know that I have them beating A and M or where they get that win at exactly, but I have them around that record. Yeah. I have them. I have them six and six. I think they struggle. Yeah, yeah. But. I think it's gonna be a tough year for them. Yeah. All right. So last one up is our old buddy Lane. Lane trained at Ole Miss. What? Uh, I think Lane's another one that's very disinterested in being at Ole Miss. It just, seems that way. Uh, it's like he, he's so hit or miss. He'll have times when he's like, "Oh, come to the sip," and then he'll say something like. Yeah, he'll like Why drag one of their social media posts <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, we focus on one day at a time. What do we do? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think that Link. I know that we. It's a weird thing because we thought that Link Kiffin would be Auburn's next coach. But the one thing about Lane, even if he would have came to Auburn, that I would continue to say, is I think that Lane Kiffin lets big games get to him too much, and when he's in those big games, I think he just can't handle himself. And I think his players see that and then they can't handle themselves sometimes. So it's hard for me to pick Ole Miss to win a big game. But they'll beat somebody, you know, they they still win games. It's not like they suck. It's just I think that when they get beat, they get embarrassed usually. They lose to somebody they shouldn't and they beat somebody they shouldn't. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like they somebody they don't have any chance being in with. Yeah. Also, feel like Lane takes things so personally. Yeah. Like when they come to Auburn this year, I feel like it's going to be a big game for Lane just because of all the crap that went on last year. I agree. You freeze don't give a no, crap no. what went on with Lane Kiffin last no. year. No. Now I do Lane think Lane is going gonna to come in with like. But Hughes got that inner. That is Hughes old Miss. school. Old Miss. So yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. I agree with and you. And let me say something else. The Ole Miss fans have talked so much this whole last two or three weeks. They literally think they are. Just filling their trophy case every year, and they don't have anything. <laughs> I'm so sick of Ole Miss fans like trying to make this something it's not. Just you're stuck with Lane. <laughs> you know, we thought we were getting him, we were happy about it. Honestly, looking back now, I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the way he is recruited, he's out recruited Lane since he's been here by a long shot. Yeah. And I you know, know some of our listeners may think, How do y'all know any Ole Miss fans? Twitter, yeah, Sorry. I mean, if you don't know. I yeah. mean, Twitter is a universe of its own, and every every fan base has its own. Yeah, you, know. you have Ole Miss Twitter, you have Arkansas Twitter. They're another one that is God. They're so oh, they're just bad when basketball, basketball season yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah. but awesome. but yeah. no, I I agree. I mean, I see Ole Miss about eight and four though. I've got them at seven and five. Yep. So not out of this world. But I don't know what exact record I have, but it's around that. Yeah. Uh, their non-conference is not that tough. They got Mercer week one, then at Tulane, who was a good team last year, you know, 
and Georgia Tech and ULM. So that's their four non-conference. Then their crossover in the East is Vandy and Georgia. So that's tough. Yeah. And then and then they go to Georgia on top of it. So anyway, that's uh so that's it for the West. Had some bold takes there. Oh. And <clears throat> one way to put it. Yeah. But anyway, so let's uh do the division standings like we did for the East. I've got Bama winning, LSU second, Arkansas third, Auburn four, Ole Miss five, State six, A and M seven. Not what I have. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. I think I would go Alabama, LSU, A and M, Auburn. The bottom three are a toss up. Well, the bottom four are a toss up because Auburn could be good or bad. Yeah, true. Um, maybe Ole Miss or maybe Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I got LSU, A and M. Alabama, Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State. So you think Ole Miss beats us? Yeah, because I mean that pretty much would be how you had them ahead of us. Because I feel like we're going to be right, right there on the same, yeah, same level with them. All right. I just think we'll lose to one of the Mississippi or Mississippi teams. We all it feels like we always do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh. Move on past that and get into our college football playoff predictions. This is before. Well, you want to talk about just national? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, before we do. The, oh, oh, like yeah. Okay. Just anything you want to talk about? I do. Uh, I think the Big Ten is going to be good, but I think Penn State wins the Big Ten. Really? Yep. I, ooh, I've got them in the playoffs. Ooh. Okay. Yep. James Franklin is finally getting a little bit of momentum there, and I think that this is the year that they take the next step. Actually. I have two Big Ten teams in the playoffs. Let me tell you something, buddy. I don't think there's a thing you can tell me for the rest of the season <laughs> that's going to shock, that's gonna shock <laughs> me like like 0-8. <laughs> in fact, I almost want to say if they go 0-8 this year in the SEC, I'll tattoo 0-8 on my body somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Boy, I wish we were on video. <laughs> no, it's all right. I just I don't I don't know. I want you to have a punishment for this. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not getting on it. Um I could I don't know that I don't know that Big Ten could get could get two, but we'll see. Um I wanna talk about Colorado. Okay. I'm very interested to see what happens. I am too. And on almost just wanna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> like I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. I just am excited. Uh, Prom's done exactly what he needed to, and that's to make somebody in Alabama excited. Care about Colorado. Yeah, just just yeah. like tune They're in. another team that's moving that we didn't talk about in the last episode They're with the realignment. The, They're going to the uh, Big Ten. Is it, it Big Ten? Be, no, it can't be. Well, actually, yeah, it, is. it don't matter. It has to be. Because okay. they're in the Big 12 now. No, they're in the Pac-12. They're going back to the Big 12. Okay, that's what, that's what it is, yeah. But um, So, yeah, other than that, I just want to see what happens. TCU's a huge game for them yeah. to open up to just to see where they are. Are are they going to get embarrassed? And people because people will automatically write them off so hard if they get beat by thirty five. Agree. But if they keep it within a touchdown or two touchdowns, I think it's a lot. It's it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. with you on that. Um, does, Oregon's in, the well the Pac twelve in general is interesting to me. Yeah. Because um, it's USC, Oregon, Washington is pre uh, preseason top ten. 
that's that's kind of surprising to me. Um, who else? Who else is in the Pac-12 that seem like they're? Oh, Oregon State. They're actually my college football playoff dark horse. They're 18th to start the season. They finished uh, four and one in their last five last year. So. I don't know. The Pac-12 is very interesting to me. I hate that this is the last year of it because there's nothing better than that nine o'clock kickoff after you've already watched football all day and know you're not going to bed till one. You I get those. To bed. <laughs> you get those seventy-one to sixty-four games. Yeah. I mean, Pac-12 was great, and I hope everyone enjoys it for the last year it's here because it's it's gone. I think it's like the first time in a while that uh, Heisman's come back for the second year yeah. for the next Caleb year. Williams come back. To I'm USC. anxious to see if it, if they can do anything. Can you win anything? Yeah, like more than what you what you do because he's just he's kind of he's kind of like a prick. I think yeah. he kind of oh. comes off as a prick. Go ask Johnny Manziel how that goes. <laughs> right, yeah. and it, so I'm anxious to see what Caleb Williams does at USC. And we saw them last night. Uh, they they've already played. They played San Jose State. Yeah, struggled early, pulled away late, ended up not covering. Um, <laughs> they they still won by 28, but um, you know San Jose State was tied with them in the second quarter, 7-7. So they got off to a very slow start. But, you know, you can look at that two ways. They also put up 56, uh, 56 points in two and a half quarters. So, you know, that double-edged sword there. So I I don't know what to expect from USC, but I, I feel like I expect more this year than last. Yeah, I agree. So Do you have anything national, Brent? No, no, not really. I mean, I'm interested to see after this college football thing or yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. One, I, one more team I want to hit on is Oklahoma. I think Venables is in real trouble if he struggles again this year. Yeah. Because Oklahoma was dog doo-doo last year. And, I mean, it was his first year. I'll give him that. But I'm just saying Oklahoma's not going to tolerate losing a lot. And if you can't win in that conference, you ain't going to do well in the SEC do? next exactly. year. Exactly. Oklahoma's I very mean, interesting to me. You know what? I think Sark's in that same boat. At Texas? Yep. Because if you're Texas and Sark has a bad year, you go. We could just go ahead and do it now. Slate, rip yep, the band into off. the yeah, go into the new conference. Does Sark, with a, does Sark have a huge contract? I do I not know. I don't think so. But it I don't would. matter. Yeah, if it matters anywhere, it it don't matter. At Texas. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. So Clemson's another one I think is not going to be good this year. We talked about it in the last episode, or I mentioned it. I just don't think Clemson. Very possible. I think they've disappeared. Like nobody's talking about them. I th- I do think they're a preseason ranked top ten, but yeah, I mean they're definitely not what they were. Yeah. So, all right. Well, give us your four. All right, my four in the playoff is Georgia, USC, Penn State, Michigan. Okay. Uh, I honestly don't know because I'm gonna be honest. I did not come prepared. But I will say, if I had to give you four straight, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I just had national co- uh, college football. I didn't have the playoff part. Uh, what if we would have talked about it or sent like an outline of what we were going to talk about in the episode? I will that say cool. that um, Michigan. I would say Michigan gets there. I think Georgia gets there. I would go USC and. That fourth team, I would say. I'm sorry. Who's those crickets? I'd say either uh, Florida State or Ohio State. 
So Ohio State and Michigan both. Yeah. They were not far from doing it last year. It's yeah. not crazy it's to think. It's so hard not to say Alabama, but to, to what I have, I can't say Alabama. Yeah, after it's what we a, just talked about. Not a bailout. Yeah. I have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and USC. Okay. So y'all basically have the same four. Yeah. So I, I did throw this on y'all late, so there's a little of an excuse. But do you have a dark horse, somebody outside the top ten? Because I, I told y'all mine was Oregon State. I think that's very bold. <laughs> Mine's in the same state. It is Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Yeah, Oregon could. Oregon could play good football. Onyx, he's. I think they're fourteen, line. right? Is that fourteen? Uh, I would say Texas. They're fifteen. I could see Texas being a dark horse. I could see Oklahoma State being a dark horse. Ooh, I like that Oklahoma State pick. I like Oklahoma State. Okay, so all right. Well, let's uh, get back into the Plainsman picks. We did this last year. Uh, we each pick a game against the spread. So um, we will go ahead. We've all kind of turned in our picks, but I haven't really looked at them. So, Marcus, I'll let you go first. Who is your pick? Uh, my pick is South Carolina beating North Carolina in the first game. Straight uh, up. I believe North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. My pick is LSU to cover over Florida State, minus two-and-a-half. Also two-and-a-half. Mine is going to be Tulane, minus six, against South Alabama. So that is uh, just just to refresh for everybody. So if you when you pick these games, if you hit, it is worth one point. If you call an upset, which is six-and-a-half points or more, and that team wins, you get two points for that. But if you call that and they lose, you lose a point. That's to keep everybody from just picking up sets, trying to hit two point, you know, two points a week. So everybody kind of conservative this week, which is fine. I like it. You know, everybody's trying to get on the board. Uh, again, Tulane minus six, South Carolina plus two and a half, and LSU minus two and a half. So I did a little experiment yesterday for the week zero games. I was just going through there, and I picked three games. If if I was going to bet money, this is the three I would have bet. I had Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Hit. Easy. I was feeling good. USC minus 31. Ended up winning by 28. And then I had La Tech minus 12, and they ended up winning by five. So I would have went one and three, or one and two yesterday. <laughs> so this stuff is hard. Like, that, that. I said all that to say, this is hard picking against the spread. Um, Britt, you won last year, right? I have no idea. I have no idea either. I'm That's pretty, why I want to keep up with it a little bit better. I was look like I had it in my book, but I don't know how I ended up doing everything. Like I don't know how, where I posted the final, but I'm pretty sure Brett won because he complained all year about I'm not good at this, and then he beat our eyes out. So I'm pretty sure I also ended in the negative. So there's that. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's uh, gonna wrap up the second episode of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, this is kind of gonna be our new format going forward this year. So. You know, give us some feedback. Make sure you're following us on all our socials. You know, we'll definitely, we're going to amp that up as well. We're going to be a little more interactive on our socials. So, uh, everybody enjoy week one of college football. It's here. And uh, let's hope Auburn shows out this week. Till next time, guys. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.